suffering from exhaustion Life beating down so you still play cautious Need you to search deep inside of your conscience At least whatever monsters are keeping you from your progress I know that you gon' find a way, never give up Tomorrow could be the brightest day Follow the light, and I promise you gon' find a way I know that you gon' find your way enjoy it like like i just literally just yeah it's fun no dude like I'm, I'm really grateful because like normally like when i try to talk you know to certain people about certain things it's really difficult to like have these kinds of conversations with anybody because everybody's just kind of stuck in like okay what the fuck are you saying to me like why why do we why why are you so deep right now right. <laughs> you know? right. you're getting personal why? and i'm scared <laughs> right why are you making me use my brain Right. It's like, come on, I, honey. You're good. You're smart. I, d- I don't want to use my brain. <laughs> exactly. It's so rough for people to understand that, but it's whatever. I get some people don't have the capability of doing it, and I'm not trying to push it, but I, I like to have these kinds of conversations. They're fun. Right. Right. Like uh, sometimes when you talk to people, like uh, it, sometimes it's kind of fun just to see how far you can like push people's boundaries because it's interesting to see just how small their boundaries are. It's like, wow, you can't go beyond this and we're not even that far. (laughs) It is. It's so crazy how much people can handle and how much people can't. It just astonishes me, but it's sad. And, but I mean, I can't really say it's sad, but I mean, it kind of is because these are the questions that I feel are necessary for life or these are the conversations I feel are necessary for life these are like I guess in my way of thinking is like the meaning of life or like be trying to understand life you know right yeah yeah like uh, we're living life why not try to understand it like uh, it it will be better in the long run if you understand it like you because you can make life easier yeah um like why make it difficult for yourself i mean like i know that i was stuck in this like way of thinking for so long like just stubborn like like one track mindset kind of thing but at the same time like i still had these questions but i didn't allow myself to like think of them or because i was scared to approach them or i was scared to face them i guess right right um yeah so like so like in this and um, and we'll kind of start flowing in the conversation here in a minute. So, like, uh, in this, like, I know when, like, because I would do it myself. So, doing this, I kind of like, learned to, like, not do it. But, you know, speak in, like, general broad terms. I mean, I mean, you can specifically use names and stuff, whatever. But, like, people are listening to this. So, like in you know in the back of your head if you don't want to like specifically call something out or call someone out you know i i tend to use like you know the words like people and you know society and humans right yeah um, definitely uh or but you can i mean i mean you can say whatever you want to say like there's no limiting of anything i'm just saying like like, uh, I don't edit this uh, at all. Like, I only do, like, the beginning and the end. But everything in the middle is just what it is, you know? Yeah, no um, worries. Um, I used to I used to do, like, video work as well. Like, but, like, talk about 
people and stuff and things. So I, I, I try not to like incriminate anybody or, <laughs> right, right, you right. know. <laughs> but so sometimes thought, yeah. it's just there though. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, it's just yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes maybe people need to call on their bullshit, but right, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I agree. Like I you, agree. you bully. Bully. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Bully. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like, I think like bullying. Very interesting. Uh. So so when we were talking about that the other day, it was very interesting because it it almost starts at like a young age, like a bullies. They are, that's a taught behavior, you know, like um, uh, you see little kids kind of like playing and, and doing whatever. Yeah. They will like take toys from each other and they will whatever, but, but, but they're learning how to have social skills. So they're not really understanding. Like I, you know, I just can't take this, you know, I have to like, do it in a less aggressive manner and and over time and experience they will figure that out but when you have um you know non-children bullying you know as in like teens you know even into adulthood you know that's like top behavior that they are okay with or they don't realize they're doing it but they but they kind of know they're doing it because they're doing it in a way that satisfies them in a certain way. It's like know, almost like they know it. It's almost like it's basically like a, a defense mechanism. Yeah. Right. Like a uh, hurt people, hurt people. Right. Right. Like um, you're not going to get to me first. I'm going to get to you and I'm going to do it in the worst way as to where you can. You hurt me back. Right. Right. Like it's uh um it's like attacking. Yeah, 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 like we were saying, attacking in a way where, you know, they're trying to throw the knockout blow because they're afraid of getting hit at all. And it's like yeah. damn, like like that's crazy how um you know, and and we see the uh, the repercussions of it. You know, we see the the violence that comes out of it. You know, the school shootings we live here in Colorado, and that was like the Columbine. You know, that was like one of the first school shootings, right? Um, you know, massively in the nation uh, where I'm from. Um, so when I was a kid in um, in Butte, Montana, when I was a kid, I was probably I think I was in first grade. Um, and at another school, at, at another grade school that I have friends to this day that went to the school at, at this time. Um, so there was these twins, um, and, uh, I think they were older though. I think they were like in sixth grade or fifth grade or something. And they were bullying this kid. Well, well, no, no. One was bullying the kid. The other one wasn't, um, over I don't know the petty things that that kids bully peep or or, or or other kids over. Side note on that is kids bully other kids over adult issues, right? It's always over financial, which you're a kid, you have no financials, you have no way of making money. Right. Whatever your whatever your income is is what your parents do, right? Which has nothing to do with you. 
No. Um, so that goes to like, you know, what you're wearing, what you have, you know, as in like possession wise, um, what you can do, like, you know, do, do you have enough money to go hang out the mall all day? Do you have enough, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of where you live, which has nothing to do with you either. Like you live with your parents, like you, you know, you have no choice on what house you're living in or what neighborhood you're in or part of the city or whatever. Um, you know, even like down to like, you know, how you dress or whatever, like you have no say over that. You can't like buy your own clothes because you don't make your own money, right? You're kind of up to whatever your parents are, right? Yes. Um, so kids always bully each other over like adult problems, which, which is kind of interesting because it's just like, let kids be kids. Why do, you know, why do uh, adult things influence? But they have to learn it from somewhere, which to me, they learn it from the adults, you know? Uh, it's kind of like that um, nature versus nurture, 100%. Ooh, I mean, it's, right. it's completely like the the kids, you know, back in the day, like where you had your family, like way back in the day, um, like where you had your family and your family crest and your family name, and you lived by your family, like either you were royal or you weren't or whatever, and you were either a peasant or not peasant, and it was kind of like, that's kind of where it started from. Like, if you had money, you had something. If you didn't, yeah. then you didn't. You have nothing. And for that, you had to work for everything you have. And um, people don't see the work as, you know, progress. They don't see that. And your parents are struggling. And that's all the kids see. Like, to this day, like, that's all kids see. And the stress that comes from that family. Like, mm-hmm. Some people can't help, but I mean, some people, you know, like you could break a condom and have a child like that kid has no say in the matter. So you grow up with like these, like these parents who are stressed out, just trying to make a good life for you. But these kids only see, you know, the, 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 the parents that are like, oh, you know, I have all this money. Like, yes, my child, if you want a t-shirt, I will give you a t-shirt or a $500 t-shirt because you are my child and I love you kind of thing. It's right. like not everybody right. has that privilege. Right. Right. And it's like interesting how, um, uh, because parents always want to give their child the life they never had. But what you're doing is, you know, like, like the reason why you are the way you are, you know, now you're like out fending for yourself and you have put yourself through these battles and, and you have, you know, your confidence in yourself and whatever, because you come from an environment that required that of you. But when you're giving your child, you know, the life that quote unquote, you never had, you got to be careful because it's very easy to to teach a child entitlement. And that is a dangerous thing to teach a human and for a human to break that habit of, right? Right. Thinking that the world owes you everything because that's how you were raised. And it's like the real, like uh, the real world, it doesn't care. Like it will chew you up and spit you out regardless of your background. Um, like, uh, you know, coming up with that hard work ethic is something that money can't buy or 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 money can't teach you. Like, a, that's just something that you have to live through. You have to go through that experience. 
um, you know, builds character. It builds a thick skin. It builds confidence in you. It builds, it builds so much like invaluable um, properties that money can never like, like if you had like a billion dollars and you wanted to build a person from the ground up, money can never teach them that you would have to li- the on- The only thing that teaches them like work ethic and having a thick skin and confidence. Those are all, um, those are all experiences that they just got to get put into. And, and most of the time those experiences are free. Those are just experiences. Like you can't buy talent. You can't buy, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. 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 So it's very interesting to see how, how, how parents kind of influence that. And they kind of, me personally, I think they do it incorrectly. Um, I think that they kind of like raise these little monsters and then set them free in the world. And it's like, that is irresponsible as a parent. Well, you know what? It's also not just that. It's also the fact that they grow like these, these kids who have nothing, literally nothing. They're literally projecting their own, you know, household problems onto other kids because that's all they learn. Kind of like when a child gets beat when they're younger by their dad or their mom or whatever, or verbally abused. That's all that they see. So when they go to it's, they have all this anger built up inside. So that when they, you know, when somebody comes up and either, you know, uh, they don't like the way that they walk or like, they don't like the way that they approach them or, you know, they're just constantly angry and vicious and in, and just thinking about all the horrible things that have been done to them are like, like how, like, why was I like this, this and that they project that onto everybody else around them because, you know, they're angry inside and they don't know the emotions that are happening on within them. So it's not necessarily just those parents that, you know, are rich and, spoil their children want to give them the lives that they want that they never had um and you know parenting is very complicated I've never been a parent but I can see it's very complicated and you know like like we deal with the results every day like exactly you know what I mean 100% like I have personally like you know like I have a dad that's you know was hard on me as, as a child but I took that and yes, I was angry as a kid, but I also took that and I, I morphed it into something that, you know, like try to understand it versus try to bash on it, shut it down. You know, as hard as that is to do, I want to understand that not everybody can do that, you know? And I, I mean, people are stuck in their own anger and I feel like the anger is the thing that really gets everybody the most. It really controls mm-hmm. people. That is the one emotion that controls a lot of people. And it, especially kids, especially kids being so influenced by the, the people that they grow up with or they're surrounded by um, somebody trying to show, you know, a bully kindness. It's just like, yeah, screw you. Like I'm going to punch you now. <laughs> Yeah, right. right. I don't know, not necessarily right. to that extreme, but um, it's not easy. It really isn't. Like a lot of emotions, like I feel like, do you think psychopaths have this issue being not emotional? <laughs> I guess that's very right. off to a whole new subject, but. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, um, so uh, 
it's interesting to see how um, the environment you grew up in, it, that is your cycle, right? That is what you're familiar with. And then, and then, you know, it's very easy to just continue that cycle. So regardless of what the environment is, like a, that, you know, you know, as, as a child, that kind of becomes foundations. And like, and like, when you, when you start to build yourself, if, you know, if you're building yourself on, on some shit foundation, like, like, it's bound to affect the product above it. Um, and to go back and to kind of maybe fix those things is very difficult because you have to literally tear down everything that you just built, go back to your right. foundations, rebuild that correctly now because now you're older, more experienced, more information. Now you have to rebuild those um, foundations and work from the ground up again. But a lot of people, you know, that's work. And a lot of people don't like that, right? Like, so... Right. So they will just, you know, what's that term like? It's a polished turd. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, that's how they just like navigate their life now. And like, and like those foundations will wreck things through their lives. Uh, and, and sometimes people don't even realize that they're doing it right. Relationships happen all the time. Like, uh, you know, uh, you get involved with someone and, uh, whatever issue you had, you know, maybe four relationships ago, you know, you just drag that through all of your relationships now. So it's like, it's like people don't deal with their stuff and it kind of like, Manifest. um, yeah, yeah. Through everything that you are now trying to create. And, and a lot of people are like, why does this keep happening to me? And, and it's so easy to fall into that victim mode now exactly. rather than thinking like, what is wrong with me? Right. Because everything's your fault. What is wrong with me? But instead it's like, well, it's this fault and it's this fault. It's this, it's this, it's this. And it's like, well, actually you're an adult now. So now it's your fault. Like you can blame it on whatever past, whatever, but, right. but right now in the present, you're choosing to let it affect you. Like, right. um, yeah, like, a, and, and it, especially in children. Um, I mean, I mean, you probably see a lot of bullying in, in adulthood, but a lot of adults also get to the point where they're like, I am not dealing with your bullshit today. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, like they're drained. Like, like I've been through this yeah, one too many yeah, times. Right, right, I'm over right, you. Right. <laughs> Right. Right. And, and, and as adults, we can kind of control our environments a little bit more. Like we can leave situations. We can choose not to go into certain situations. We can whatever, but as a kid, you know, you kind of have to go to that class every day. You kind of have to go to that school every day. Like, like, like you can't really change. It. It's more difficult to change it. Right. right. Um, so, so you have, um, uh, you know, these kids that get stuck in these situations and now they got to like figure out how to navigate themselves, you know, out of it or better through it. And on top of everything else, children go through, um, 
you know, it, it's a lot to handle. And like, and like, you know, when they're looking for answers, you know, well, they might look to their parents for answers, but, but, you know, how do you teach some, someone something you don't know? So if you're looking to your parents for answers, which a lot of children do, right? They're like, Hey, my, that's my parent. They, they have the answers for me. Um, you know, but you know, they, they can't even figure themselves out. So how are they going to teach their child to, to navigate it correctly when, when they can't even do it. Right. And even like, and even, okay. So going back to a personal note, like growing up and like, I, I, you know, I felt like I, I was like, I had my parents there and I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful for them. I would never, ever discount anything that they had done for me. Um, but there were times, you know, where my parents were dealing with a lot of mental stuff and like we, us as children, like had to do, like me and my siblings had to do things on our own and like had to figure things out on our own. Cause it, it was just, you know, my parents could not mentally like be there for us and totally understandable. It was just, it made it really difficult. So like me and my sister going to high school, like she kept getting bullied, this and that, like people kept yelling at her, calling her names. And like, I would go talk to those people and I'd be like, dude, like leave my sister alone kind of thing, whatever. But when I had that situation happen to me, I just kind of was like, I would walk through school. I would dread going to school. It would suck. And I would have to learn how to deal with it. Like even like, there's a lot of kids out there that, that don't necessarily have the parents there mentally for them who are unable to like give them a good answer or a reasonable answer for the situation at hand. You know, sometimes those parents may be dealing with a bunch of hardships themselves and they'll just be like, you know what, like, like either if they hit you, hit them back kind of thing or like, or, you know, like if, you know, I, I just don't know how to handle that situation right now. Like, and, you know, deal with it yourself or whatever it may be. It just makes it very difficult. So you have to, you have to kind of, in a sense, find yourself on how you reasonably would like to fix that situation like I ended up just being super silent in school and just like walking around minding my own business I knew I wouldn't get along with this person this person this person this person this person all these people and I just kind of made my own little clan with myself and like I just walked through school all by myself because you know those things are really really difficult like like to try to find yourself as a kid so early on without your parents to help and without, you know, having, you know, an older sibling to help you out with anything like that, or to, they didn't even know what answers to give you, or like you would find it mm-hmm. somewhere else, like in the teacher, the teacher had like so many other students that they had to deal with. And there's just so many factors involved. And essentially, it all just comes down to you and yourself. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm kind of proud that I had done that for myself. But not a lot of people, not a lot of kids have that you know like mindset to do so like they grew up in a different way they have a different brain they have a different way of thinking and mm-hmm. it's hard yeah like um uh you know and and it's sad but a lot of people you know that's where you get the suicide from right you know um because they ran out of answers because the the places that they thought the answers would be are not there right. and now it's like what do you do you know, and and these humans at 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 that stage of existence, like 
you know, they're, they're very limited to the experience that they're exposed to. So it's like, it's like they, they literally ran out of the answers because they didn't know how to, you know, um, you know, jump on a different path or expand their information scope. They didn't have the resources for that. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, You know, and the ones that they thought should have the answers didn't have the answers themselves. Right. Um, And, and a, a, a lot of kids understand their parents more than the parents think that they know they understand them because yeah. kids are very observant right um i think kids learn more indirectly than they do directly so you can like tell your child all day long to you know um i don't know uh wash the dish before you put it in the dishwasher you can tell them all day long but if they watch you put dirty dishes in the sink that's what they're going to do Exactly. Be, because they're learning off observation more than, you know, and, you know, parents will come at them with the, well, do as I say and not as I do. But that's a weird thing to, to you know what I mean? Like, uh, so so we do it in in the adult life, right? In the work environment, if your boss comes up and tells you, to do something and then you watch your boss do the exact opposite you're going to be like motherfucker oh (laughs) my god i literally am having that (laughs) same issue right now at work you have no idea it's a hypocriticalness and it's just like it makes me not want to work here because you yell at me or write me up or yell or do something like i mean i i I have not gotten written up i'm not saying that i'm just saying for an example like you write me up for something that you say that i should that shouldn't be done but then you go and do it behind our backs and or or right in yeah. front of us, for that matter. And it's just like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, right. You see it all the time. It doesn't make any sense. Right. And it's just like, um, uh, you know, people like to be in control. So, so, so they will, like, do that because, um, you know, they don't have any direct consequences. Um, and, and... Yeah, like, like, it's just interesting to see when, when, when people, when, when I watch people do that, it's like, oh, okay, I know you're full of shit now. So I'm going to take whatever you tell me with a grain of salt, because I know that you are being silly right now. And you don't know what you're doing. You know? Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, and, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, parents are, I've been told this before where it's like, well, you're not a parent, so you don't know. But it's like, well, technically, uh, yes, I don't have any children. I'm not a parent. But I deal with the, with the results and the, and the byproduct of bad parenting all the time because I deal with adults every day. Right. And, and a lot of adults that I encounter throughout my day, ran, whatever, just randomly, right? It doesn't have to be the people that I actually know. It could be like going to the store and, 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 you know, interacting with whatever. And it's like, it's like your parents sucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Your parents, your parents did the best they could and it shows, you right. know, like, um, uh, but then also like, you know, that responsibility is now on you. Like, uh, so, so in a group of friends, 
or 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 in a group of people, when you have a bunch of yes men around you or a bunch of yes people around you that always agree with what you're saying and, and create that weird echo chamber within your environment. Yeah. That's highly toxic Very. because now, now you think that you are, you know, what you're doing is, is correct and that will become a habit. And now you will just continue on doing that in whatever other environment you go into, but that's not always okay. Like, like, but people love surrounding themselves with those type of people, right? Whereas, you know, when you have like a, uh, you know, say you have a friend that is constantly questioning your decisions and then you're like, oh, why are you always like, you know, on me with things, you know, you know, I thought we were friends out there or whatever. Those are actually probably your most true, truest and genuine friends mm-hmm. because they're like calling you out on your bullshit that they're seeing. Like, so instead of being like, you know, angry with them or resistant with them, you should be like, why do you see that with me? Okay, because I don't see that with myself. You know, I am curious to, to see that and then, you know, work and try to fix it. Exactly. With the bullying thing, you know, when you have a group of people bullying a person, probably not all those people in that group agree with it, but they're just going with it. Because they want to feel involved. They want to feel special. They want to feel important. They feel like this person is important for some odd reason. They would rather be, well, if I don't say anything, then, you know, I don't have to be that person Mm -hmm. that is getting bullied. You know, that's uh, true. And it's just like, that is crazy that you don't agree with something, but instead of saying something you would rather save your own skin and and stay within that echo chamber and not speak your mind on on what you think is being you know kind of you know it's like a fucked up situation and you're like this right. isn't cool but you know like it's just easier to just stay in the group that you're in um because you see that all the time too right like where it's just like groups bullying my God, you know, all the time. St- strength in numbers type thing, or even in adults, whatever. not even, just yeah. yeah. Like I'm like, yeah, why? <laughs> even in adults, right? And I mean, I get um, it. Like I ask why, but like I already know, and it's like right. Like, and I mean, I even had a friend who did that, and I like there was a point where I was just like dude like why do you do this like I asked you know I was like you don't cause like I'm like you're a good person you're you you know like I'm being straight with you like there you there's no need for you to be like this like you don't need to follow people like this because these people are the type of people that are just going to get you into trouble who are just going to cause problems for everybody else and who hurt other people in the process and I was like you wouldn't like that to be done to you would you and like they were like literally just had every excuse in the book and it just made no sense. Like I understand that you want to follow these people because you would rather not be hurt because you are hurt in the past. But at the same time, you are also putting that same hurt that you wouldn't want onto somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be your own person. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot easier to pass the buck. Way easier. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, so like uh, going Going back to, because uh, I just remembered that that I didn't finish this, like 
like okay. going back to no 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 it's me i i spaced it so <laughs> uh <laughs> um the bullies so the uh uh so where i grew up butte montana they had um the twins one was bullying a kid and the other one wasn't well that that kid went home one day and got his his dad's gun or something and came to school and he and he shot the wrong twin shot and killed the wrong twin yeah like like as they were standing in line to go into class he shot and killed the other twin that wasn't bullying him but they kind of looked alike right they're right, twins. Right. Shot and killed the wrong twin. Could you imagine what the other twin feels right now? Because he's still alive. Um, Holy cow. Imagine how he feels. Like knowing that because of his actions, he got his brother killed that wasn't doing anything. Like... Like has the brother craziness. said anything? Like, does he feel shame? Like, has he said anything like that? Like, he does? Um, I haven't seen anything. Pub- I, I mean, I'm sure he's come out with some public statements or whatever. Um, but, you know, that happened. You know, I, I'm, I'm 33 now. So, you know, I was probably, what, how old are you when you were in first grade? Like, oh, my God. Six. Yeah, around there. So, yeah. so that was years ago. So, so that dude's probably like in his forties right now. You know, like, like just wildness though. It's fucking okay. But think um, about it this way. Obviously, it's wrong to just murder somebody out of the blue just because they were for sure bullying you. For sure. Think about right. that. I mean, obviously, yes, that kid was feeling so much pain that he felt the need to do that, but. What was his lifestyle like that caused him the need to just grab a gun and just shoot somebody? To feel that that's okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the fact that his dad had his gun just laying around open for him just to grab. You know? Yep. No, 100%. 100%. It's, um, uh, the, we don't understand that, you know, our laziness is very dangerous, right? So, so like you're saying, you know, on both sides, right? Well, what made it okay for that kid to, you know, in his mind be like, well, I'm going to grab a gun and shoot this kid. The laziness of the parents not to lock know, it up in a safe or something. To lock the gun up in the safe and also to to not, you know, a lot of times with bullying and stuff, you know, you should know what your kid's going through. You you should be involved with your child enough to understand when their attitude and demeanor changes, right? You you should be so, you know, you know, you should be more and this was like prior to phones and technology. So so, you know, I mean, right now people are on their phones and they don't really pay attention to their kids that much. I get it. It's what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like these things are addicting as fuck, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, you know, so even like back then, like you should, you should understand. Also, you should like instill 
the foundations in your child that, you know, <clears throat> petty stuff as in like, you know, what clothes you're wearing, where you grew up, you know, blah, 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 whatever kids can tease each other about um, doesn't affect them. Right. Uh, so, so, you know, so there's some lazy parts there also in the other side, you know, with the kid bullying the other kid, um, you know, laziness in the parents, right. You know, you know, what did you do to teach your child that it's okay to bully some other kid this way? They honestly, because of something that they don't have or that that is different about them. Yeah. So, so, you know, all of it kind of just falls onto the parents. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm not saying a hundred percent, right? but I'm saying like a, 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 a good portion of like child bullying falls on the parents. Definitely. Because it's, it's like, again, nature versus nurture, you know? Yeah. Mostly. I mean, mostly, especially being like a high school kid, you know, like, Oh, well, I guess starting out like a middle school kid, that's mostly, I feel like where some of the major bullying starts, that could be, you know, like your surroundings, what you're surrounded by, um, the kids you're influenced by. Um, but mostly you grow up for the first, you know, 12 years with your parents. Like that's mostly where you're going to get everything mm-hmm. and the environment that you're around, you know, like, like people in bad neighborhoods, like they see a lot of violence every day. But even still, like those kids grow up to try to be better than that because they know it's wrong. They see that it's wrong. So it's mostly right. it's mostly the fact that their their parents don't involve themselves in the emotional factor of their child. And I feel like that's where the problem lies is a lack of emotional interest, I guess you could say. It's, it's more so yeah. I'm going to raise this child to be, you know, like strong and and knowledgeable and uh you know like uh knows how to handle a gun this whatever it may be but and they don't actually teach their kids emotionally that side of things that hey it's wrong to do this hey don't point a gun at somebody's face you know like or anywhere in their body like that was like one of the first things my dad taught me and my grandma taught me she told me this one thing she was like we were playing with nerf guns one time she was like don't you ever face that gun towards any of anybody in this entire planet because a, the devil can go right through it and shoot a real bullet out of it. And I was like, oh, my God, Grandma. Right. <laughs> but that honestly scared me to the point where I'm like, I don't point guns at anybody, you know, like, and my dad being in the army, like, he told me, you know, never do that. That's not right. It's not okay. Isn't it interesting, too, how, like, toy guns are just a staple of american culture it's like like a we you know you my nephews have 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 nerf guns i had guns when i was little like yeah you know um and it's just like you know um teaching um you know even as we come like into adults and stuff like like you were just mentioning and i kind of went like a little squirrel on that but like but like you were mentioning like poor neighborhoods right Mm -hmm. um well within those poor neighborhoods because of how we are survival instincts right right strength in numbers uh you don't want to be on the outside of the herd because 
that is more likely to get picked off by predators. So you want to work your way to the middle of the herd, right? Um, whereas, uh, so, so, so like in poor neighborhoods, like, you know, that's kind of how like gangs and stuff get started is, is like, you know, you, you need to choose a side. You need to pick this side or this side so you can be protected or whatever. Not necessarily because you agree with what they're doing, but it's for your own survival instinct, right? It's for your own best interest that, well, I could just not join either and then, and then, and then get, you know, um, assaulted by both. Or I can join one and that one will protect me from that one so I won't get assaulted. But, you know, but that comes with a price and, and, and that price is whatever, you know, illegal activity. You got to like initiate, earn your way in. You got to you got to do these crazy things, right? You got to jump through these crazy hoops for your basic survival needs, right? Right. Um, so I can see how like these kids get like recruited into these gangs at a young age. Um, they just want to feel protected. They just want to yeah, feel protected. Yeah, yeah yeah right right it's like it's the craziest thing it's like you know to stop it you know you just we all just got to be better humans we all just got to be better uh every day just be better than you were yesterday regardless of what that is and it never ends i think i think when we become adults and like especially like when we become parents or you know, because we put ourselves on this weird, like, life timeline of, like, well, school, um, career, kids, house, job, you know, blah, 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 you know, and and that's kind of how we, like, tally up how, how our life's going. And I think when we get to a certain spot, we think that we're done learning because we've accomplished the goals that we're placed upon us by society right right we have a house we have a wife we have kids and we have a career so i'm good i don't have to learn anything more in life and it's like you have a lot more to learn in life because you stopped learning once you had that kid you know when you have a kid you kind of like put yourself on hold for a minute because now all of your needs go to the wayside and your child is everything. Right. But 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 say like when you have a kid if you're 18 years old, then you have like stopped your growth at 18 years old. You know, now now yes, that, you know, having a child will will put you to the test and will test a lot of your patience and a lot of your time management and a lot of your you know whatever, but you know, at 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 that point, like you are learning it as you're going through it. So it's like for it to really stick, sometimes, you know, you just autopilot because you're just trying to get through the day. Right. Um, opposed to if you, you know, had a kid at say 40, you know, well, you were able to put yourself first all those years and now you understand a little bit more. So now when you have a kid, you know, you can teach them maybe better foundations. So are you saying it is better to have a kid way later or later, like 30 and on at least? So at least yeah. to get some kind of foundation for 
you know, like a balance in life and a balance in understanding. So I have this theory of, so I was raised by my grandparents. Yeah. Um, since I was two months old. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, when I was younger, I didn't appreciate it as much as, as I do now. Yeah. Right. Um, so when I was younger, um, raised by my grandparents, like obviously the, you know, seeing my friends with parents, me not having either my mom or dad was like, you know, that created weird issues in me, right? Like abandonment issues, trust issues, intimacy issues, you know, um, you know, love it, you know, all these weird little things in me. And, um, uh, it, you know, it took me a while to, you know, kind of break myself down and build myself back up. Right. Yeah. But, but what I appreciate from my grandparents is that they were already over their bullshit. Right. I, I, I don't think my grandparents were the best of parents to like my mom and my uncles and stuff. But with me, they had like, um, they had like another chance at it. Right. Right. And they were already past their bullshit. Like uh, they weren't working, so they didn't have the rat race to deal with. Um, you know, they were already over their bullshits and whatever. I mean, they still had bullshit, whatever. But like, you know, for the most part. So, 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 so when they raised me, they were able to put more time, energy, and focus on me, right? Which, which a lot of what they instilled in me, I didn't understand that I had until I got older, you know, um, now, you know, and they have both passed like years ago, whatever. Um, but you know, now this day, um, I thank them all the time for instilling these values in me that, that are, that I think are really important, you know, like, um, and, um, so, so I think the only way that they were able to do that was because they were older, you know, um, now I'm not saying, you know, have kids when you're 50 or 60 or whatever. No, I'm yeah. not, I mean, you can do what you want, right? P- right? People do, people do things all the time. But, but what I'm saying is like, you know, this like young pregnancy, like when I watch teen mom oh my God. and, and, and all that's doing is it's promoting early teen pregnancy. Yeah. And it's like, you know, because like now, like you, you know, you watch on social media, you know, you have, it's, it's not cool to have a child at 17. Right. right. My mom, my mom had me when she was 17, um, 17 or 18, and she wasn't ready to be a mom. Now, now the thing that I did with my mom was, um, you know, a lot of times it would be resentment, right? Right now, technically, statistically, I should hate my mom. Right. And, and, and blame her for every unsuccessful part of my life right mm-hmm. every time i every time i quote unquote fail at something i should be blaming my mom and i should be blaming my dad right but that's that victim and you know that's that victimhood right. right um it doesn't get you anywhere no so so you know my mom you know she did the best thing she could for me right she she understood that she wasn't 
ready to be a mom and that, you know, that whatever situation that, that she was going to put us in or that she was in wasn't the best. So she did what she thought would, would be the most correct thing or the best thing, which would be, you know, bringing me to my grandparents, right? At least she kept and, you with family. Right, right. Kept you with family, right, right. And, like, um, you know, uh, uh, my my grandparents, you know, did the best they could for me, right? Like, right. like you know, obviously they, they didn't have all the answers, whatever, but... You know, um, so, you know, I, I really appreciate and thank my mom for that when I should be being like, I hate you for everything you did. You know what I mean? Right. But that's like, but that's like not productive for anybody. Yeah. You know, it happened. You can't change it. Like it's what it is. Um, and, uh, so so being raised by my grandparents, I think that, you know, that gave me a better, a better head or, or, or a better, like, it gave me a better understanding of life, you know, um, and, uh, uh, you know, to this day, me and my mom have a good relationship. Uh, me and my dad are starting to have a relationship. Um, I just met him like a year, year and a half ago whatever wow. and 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 so we're starting to have a good relationship and you know like like I don't resent or blame either of them for anything like they you know I didn't know what they were going through at the time like it had nothing really to do with me I mean technically it did because I was their child but right. you know they had their own lives going like you know like it's what it is it worked out in the end right you know um you know you know maybe this story is just one of the few fortunate ones. I don't know. Like maybe I got lucky. Who knows? Yeah. But you know, I'm not like bitter or anything about it. And I think a lot of people are bitter about stuff like that. I mean, I know that I was for the longest time. And um I was bitter about, you know, like my dad, how he treated us, and then for the longest time he wasn't there and then I walked away from him and I was bitter about um, my, you know, mom, you know, giving up on us, I guess, um, because she just got in this huge depression mode and it like completely took away from everything that she was as a mom to me, um, or she, how she used to be. Um, cause I used to refer back to it a lot about, you know, my mom used to be like, she used to be on top of it. She used to get us to school on time. She used to put us to bed on time. She used to make us lunch. She used to do this. She used to do that. And it ended up that she, she stopped doing all that and then started drinking, started, you know, being depressed, started, you know, falling off of her horse. And even though it was like through all of that, through every single hardship of that, I was still there for my mom. I was still like mama it's okay like 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 I would tell her I'd be like I mean maybe you shouldn't treat us like this but you know like I'm here for you I understand that you're going through a lot of depression and like it's it's hard to move forward from that and but I I mean part of me did hate part of me did, was angry because I still wanted to parent like I'm I'm the second child there was my older brother and then there's me and then there's you know my younger siblings and it's just like 
I mean, obviously we had to do things for ourselves, but I'm honestly grateful that that kind of happened because now I have, you know, an independence about myself, like a strong independence, but still it's, it was, it's kind of sad because like, I used to want to like, just be able to go to my mom and like lay my head on her, on her lap and just like have her tell me everything's going to be okay. But I wasn't able to do that at the time. It was, I mean, I mean, I didn't necessarily blame my mom, but I was really sad. I was really upset. And like before I blamed her, but I mean, in the end, I had to understand, like in order to move on from it, I had to understand, like, it can't happen that way. You can't always get what you want. Um, but you know, in the end, you can try to make things better in the long run for the relationship that you guys have. And hopefully like my siblings can also understand that as well. Cause I know like my younger sibling has a lot of hate and all that stuff. So I need to help her understand that. And my other sister is the same way. Like she's got a lot of hate and like the, a lot of like that emotional anger built up that causes huge, huge gaps between relationships in our family. And I know that's so hard, so hard for people to try to move forward from that. And I bet in your situation, it was really hard for you to get over that as well, or even try to understand that. But I mean, in the end, you did, you know, which is amazing. And that's, that's great. And I really do hope other people can do that in the long run as well, because it is something hard. It's, it's a hard leap to get over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like swallowing your own shit pill is the hardest thing to that that you will ever do right Right. and and the crazy thing is like we all have we all have shit all of us right we all like like it's almost a essential key to to creating a decent human being is 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 you know is that we you know we have to face some adversity and go through some struggle and you know, um, get punched in the face, right? Life has to punch us in the face for us to like pay attention for, for us to keep paying attention. And, and I think it's kind of, uh, I think it's kind of irresponsible of a, of a person to go through life, you know, sheltered all the time because you're not um you know one of the things that i do is um that i've been doing for i want the past couple years whatever is you know mastering self or like 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 essentially trying to understand myself fully right so i am constantly putting myself in uncomfortable situations all the time right Mm-hmm. And they vary from levels of degree, you know, not all the time are they, uh, you know, it, you know, extreme or whatever, but like, you know, for example, one of, you know, so, something super small, uncomfortable that you can put yourself through that is in a controlled environment is brush your teeth with the opposite hand. Huh. The worst extreme that 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 could ever happen is that you somehow wildly go to town on your teeth and that (laughs) toothbrush goes into your eyeball and somehow you kill yourself that's like that's like the most ridiculous like one side of the spectrum that could ever happen yeah what will probably happen is that 
you are going to realize that this is taking forever and you know all you have to do is just switch hands and then go on your way but the next day you do it you'll get a little faster at it you'll get a little faster at it a little faster at it and then all of a sudden brushing your teeth with the opposite hand isn't that uncomfortable you know what i mean right so 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 take that and do it in all aspects of your life right always challenge yourself now and you don't always have to go to the extreme to where you know you're gonna like lose everything and like life's gonna be crumbling down on you you know you know pick and choose your battles you know sometimes you know um you know and uh and those little wins are everything you know like um those so so when i was in montana i um, I kind of started to do a podcast with a couple of buddies of mine. And because of that, we we were calling it small victories, right? Because with those little small victories through, throughout your everyday life, you know, you are going to be prepared for a big battle, for a big war. And you're going to be more prepared for it. I'm not going to say you're always going to be victorious at the end of it, but you're going to go into it way more prepared than you are you know, coming into something blind. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, people like, um, uh, and it, you know, you know, literally anything, right? Always challenge yourself constantly. Like uh, we both play pool, so so using like a pool analogy is like, so I shoot a lot now with my left hand. Yeah. Right? What do you really? Um, I actually haven't noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. So like. So I got to the point where 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 I have and can break and run left-handed, right? Wow. Um, but but the only reason is um, I hurt my shoulder a while ago, and I I couldn't play for like a month. But because we're pool junkies and we, right. and we can never just not play, um, uh, I just started shooting left-handed, right? And, um, and you get fairly comfortable at it, right? Now, here's the craziest thing. The, and I, and I would also shoot, start shooting left-handed is because I suck and I would leave myself bad shape. And instead of, and then being lazy, instead of getting the bridge, I would just start shooting left-handed. Oh right? yeah. Um, so, so, um, uh, uh, this one thing, when this clicked inside my brain and I accepted it in my mind, left hand became super simple. All it is is do what you do with your right hand. That's all you got to do. Just do what you do with your right hand. So what I was doing was um, I would pay attention to whatever bridge I would make with my right hand and I would just do it with my left hand. However, I was holding the stick and however you know, whatever grip I had and whatever motion I had, I would just do that with my left hand. So, so however uncomfortable that felt, as long as I just, in my brain, I would be like, just do what you do with your right hand. It, it, it just became simple. It became, so now I can like draw controllably. Um, I can, uh, yeah, I, I can shoot almost any shot right-handed as I can left-handed. The only thing that I need to work on is my left-handed jumps. That's the only thing that I really haven't accomplished. Dang. But other than that, yeah, other than that, left-handed isn't that awkward for me. But 
it's only because going back to the toothbrush thing, Mm -hmm. like, like, like be uncomfortable, be okay with being uncomfortable. Eventually it's not going to be that uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, you know, people need to like grasp that concept and like, whenever life throws you a curveball, accept it as a challenge. Life's fun now, right? Um, Curveballs are fun. Like, like, it's not that bad. It's like a challenge. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a challenge. Come at me. Life's going to continue. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Come at me, right? Um, You know, and a lot of people, so, so, you know, going back into the bullying thing, parents... When life throws them curveballs, well, they start to shut down in in ways that that they really know how to shut down in. Instead right. of taking that challenge, or instead of taking that curveball as a challenge, and being like, okay, like, well, I didn't really foresee this, but you know, whatever. Now I get to challenge myself, and now it's like a puzzle. Now, now, now I'm going to figure it out, right? Well, your child is going to catch on to all of that. Yeah, exactly. Like, but some like, people so don't have those of, resources. Some kids don't have those resources, like those mental mental resources right. to try that. Because right. those parents don't right. do that. Because their parents don't know. Right. right. You can't teach a child something you don't know. You only teach a child what you know. Right. So, so you know, you can tell your child to like not be angry, and not and you know, quit being angry. But then when they watch you get um, angry get angry you know like uh someone cuts you off in traffic and you're yelling at that guy your child's in the back Mm -hmm. but then you're telling your 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 kid to not be angry at things but he's watching you all day long be angry yeah it's like well because the other thing too is like people they can't hide who they are forever no like like and if your child's with you all the time because that's that's called parenting like your child's just there right like 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 you can't control when the you know when the true you comes out it just comes out it's natural right so so like you know it it's just interesting how it's like the child to the parent relationship like somewhere in there creates a victim and a bully because they're one and the same thing right Well, what happened? Oh no, sorry, I just Oh no. <laughs> no, you're good. No, totally one in the same thing. Like I mean, I know that people have bursts of, you know, just like emotion that comes out. And sometimes no, you can't help that. But it's the way that you come back. It's the way that you retract that. Not just retract, but it's the way that you fix that certain, you know, thing that you would just realize. It's the realization that you just done something wrong. And the way that you go about it and fix it, honestly, is the way that your child will see that, you know, like if, if my dad, how he bursts out sometimes and is like, oh, I'm so angry at this, you know, and like, I'll go up or, and, and then he'll one second be like, man, I'm sorry that I reacted that way to you. I apologize. I did not mean to do that. I was just upset. And, uh, you know, like, I hope I can make things better the next time. And that is the way that, you know, like that is the visual that your child will see is, is seeing some sort of resolution to the problem. And most parents don't have, or not most, I guess I should say, I don't know the percentage of like good parents and bad parents out there, but 
um, just saying like the way that you, that your personality sees like when you had done something wrong, even if it was or was not wrong. Like if you felt, you know, like you had intruded on that person's space or that person's time and you felt awful for it in some way, like in the way that you go about that to fix that problem is how they're going to see that. Yeah. Right. Right. A lot of humans can't like one um, admit when they're wrong, uh, admit when they made a mistake. And, and what we have to accept is that we always make mistakes. That is this whole human experience is all about making mistakes. You want to make mistakes because we're learning, right? We are a, we are a learning species. We are a young species. So you're going to fuck up. You're going to make mistakes. It's okay. But to, but to rectify that is, you know, that is like, that is like, I think the, the ultimate goal is that you can realize now sometimes, you know, cause we all learn differently. So sometimes it takes longer than others you know you know sometimes you can realize it within that moment sometimes it might take you a day or two some a week or two a couple years i don't know we all have different learning curves and all situations are different so like um but when you understand you know that you know you made a mistake and then and then and then you try to fix it it doesn't matter if you made a mistake 10 years ago and then you realize it and then you go back and try to, you know, maybe you can't totally fix it, but you can go back and try to mend. just acknowledge yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mend that, you know, you know, that, that you, you know, were acting a way that wasn't necessarily favorable or a way that, you know, you want it to come across or whatever, like, you know, you know, say like, say like you got in an argument five years ago and, you know, you and a friend, you and a uh, brother, you and a sister, you, whatever the relationship is, parted ways from it. And then five years later, you realize like, well, fuck, maybe I was being stupid in that. Right. You know? And, you know, it's never too late. Go and try to mend that. Go and try to fix it or acknowledge it. You know, because if you don't, that's called regret and that will eat you alive. 100%. That that will like, you you know, you know, on your deathbed, that, that will shine through your eyes like, like, like you can't hide it. Well, it won't even just like hurt you, but you don't, you don't understand how much it probably still hurts that other Mm -hmm. person, you know, like like the ripple effect, right? Right. It could just be, you could think that, oh, it was just one moment in their life that they're probably going to (coughs) forget. No, that person probably remembers that to this day and is still eating them alive. It is still eating them alive to this day. And they can't say anything about it because they, they knew that they couldn't get anywhere with you and like back then. Mm-hmm. So what makes you think they're going to get through to you now kind of thing, you know? Right. So hopefully one day it'll, I mean, they, they learned how to cope with it themselves, but I mean, like in the future, if it eats you alive and you know, you caused that 
and you didn't do anything to change that, obviously you're going to die knowing that, knowing that. Right. Right. And like, you know, you know, what effect could that have? Right. The ripple effect, like, you know, you know, what if that argument, you know, hurt that person and now they're carrying it and, and they just pass the buck right now. They're just dragging that through relationships and now it's just like a disease now, right? It's like a virus that's spread. Right. And, and, you know, you know, they, you know, for them to fix it, they have to go to the root cause of it. But like the root cause comes in two pieces, you know, you're the other piece. So it's right. like, you know, um, so it's, it's interesting to think that, you know, say like, to you you know say you're young and do that and then you know you split ways and do whatever then you become a parent well now you know you're 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 passing that buck maybe you know not intentionally but you are you are somehow passing that buck to your to your child you know you know you are instilling that foundation that cracked foundation now into your child and now that child has to pass it on somewhere somehow because like you didn't resolve something that you should have right or whatever so you know it becomes that weird ripple effect and and it just spans out and now it's just like you know we see all this hate in the world we see this violence and we see this ugliness and we see all of this stuff and it's just like you know what is the root cause of it all right it if if people could just deal with their bullshit understand that it's okay to be uncomfortable thrive in that water of uncomfortability and um uh you know you know learn to navigate this life differently you know maybe we wouldn't have violence in the world right maybe we wouldn't have this ugliness maybe we wouldn't have you know people doing these crazy things to each other um be you know because we fix it at the root instead of you know uh thinking that you know well i'll just deal with it later we're like on this like weird like moral and and like mental credit system where it's like oh i'll just deal with it later or they yeah, or well, they just like set it aside and they're like okay well it's done for i don't have to deal with it anymore right right so so there's this fight or flight thing right right where um it you know in a situation if if you choose fight well that is just that you're accepting the challenge to it absolutely you 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 are you know necessarily doesn't mean that you're going to go like fight it yeah it's just like you're you're accepting the challenge of it right and now that interaction or that engagement is you get to understand it now right mm-hmm. uh the flight the flight mode is that you're just creating distance right so like you were saying out of sight out of mind mm-hmm. well you just created distance you didn't deal with it like exactly. uh, when people become like addicted to things right like you know w- well i used to smoke you know for 15 years and then i quit it but i always ask people i'm like i'm like so you want to have a smoke right now and they're like i just told you i quit I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. Like, like, why can't you have one? 
well, if I have one, then I'll have another and I'll have another. I'm like, so you didn't quit smoking. You just created distance from it. Like uh, you didn't understand why you quit smoking. You, you, you just created distance from it. Yes. So, 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 so you're still a slave to it. It's just that like now it's just out of sight, out of mind. And now you don't do it, but you really didn't uh, overcome it because if you overcome it, then you could have a smoke right now. You could smoke a half a cigarette, put it out and then, and then never want another cigarette for like another month and maybe pick another, you know what I mean? You would be able to control your interaction with it. Yeah. But, but you know, people don't, people are funny. People are so funny. People are like, okay, well, you know what? If if this is going to be a problem for me, I'm just going to let it go. And the way that I think, and like, I, I've even discussed this with you, like, you know, like, I like to drink, whatever. It's fun for me, but sometimes I go way too far. And like, like at those moments, it's like, I even tell myself, I'm like, I don't want to give this up because I don't want it to control me. I don't want it to consume me for the rest of my life. I don't want to live in the fear of alcohol. You know, right. so waiting, you know, three months, maybe not drinking and allowing myself to evaluate, okay, why do I want to drink? What are the issues? So why do I drink too much? Why do I let it go this far? Whatever. Asking all these mm-hmm. questions and then coming back to it again and drinking again in a different mindset could be way healthier for me than just to continue on with it and just doing the same repetitive stuff over and over and over and over and over again. Like that, you know, what is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again with trying, like, expecting different results. So it's difficult. It's very hard. And, like, I, yes, I do like to have, like, I do like to drink. But, it like, I know it can be an issue for me when I don't have the control over it. But I need to have, I need to have the control over it because I'm not going to let it overcome me. Right. Right. Yeah, I get people all the time um, because I'm not like huge into drinking mm-hmm. or whatever. So like, so like I get people all the time asking me, be like, "Why don't you drink? Were you an alcoholic? You know, did you know was it a problem for you? Whatever." I'm like, I'm like, no, not. I mean, I mean, technically, back in the day, yes. You know, like you know, dealing with all my, you know, issues growing up. You know, whatever. Like I would like binge drink and, and do whatever, um, but. Uh, but I don't drink because I don't use it as a vice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, um, uh, I'll have a couple drinks, you know, if I'm out being social and it's in the correct setting and, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I'm out to just to have, you know, a couple drinks to let loose a bit, you know, chill, talk with some friends and do whatever. But at the same time, I don't need that either to do that. You know what I mean? I just, I, I use it differently, right? Um, yeah. I I I choose when to use it. It doesn't choose when it uses me. Yeah. So like, um, uh, you know, when when people get on these like vices and these coping mechanisms and these whatever, the true root of it, like going back to the smoking thing, you know, why people smoke, it's like, it's like, well, it. I ask people all the time, right? Well, well, why did you quit smoking? A lot of times it's health reason. Um, it got too expensive. Uh, it was, you know, dirty, you know, stinky or whatever. Um, you know, it's, 
it's never which in my opinion is the correct answers or the more accurate answers it you know it's never um you know i i don't deal well in stressful situations um i uh um you know um you know foundation level uh uh burdens right um yeah like like a like a what once you like dive into yourself and you start to figure yourself out and why you do things like uh, all of the bullshit farther down the line kind of just dissipates so so you know it you know so you might smoke for a while but then if you start diving in yourself and start fixing your foundations better like um uh you will start to find yourself smoking less you know just yeah. naturally that's just what it you know what I mean uh you will find yourself eating more healthy food and less fast food you will find yourself making better decisions um without really thinking about it because you're fixing you know the hardest thing to do it for people is to light yourself on fire that's like the hardest thing for people to do right but it's just like it's just do it right and the crazy thing is like you're the only one holding the match so technically you can only do it so light yourself on fire let everything burn off i mean i mean that that time is really going to suck right <laughs> like like imagine lighting yourself physically on fire and waiting for yourself to burn out right that's yeah. probably the most painful thing ever it's mm -hmm. very difficult but once those ashes are sitting there sift through them whatever is remaining are your foundation blocks take those blocks and get rid of the ones you don't like keep the ones you do and and start building a more accurate you right you know like like and the crazy thing is is don't do it just once build something that you kind of like and then light it on fire again absolutely burn it down keep building burn it down keep building and do that your entire life right because it never ends never now eat each time you light yourself on fire after that it'll probably burn less and less and less um but you will always catch something on fire always because there's always some bullshit on something of you right that's just well, how life is I mean, you meet different people every day. And sometimes, like, even if you don't realize it, you're influenced by some of those people that you meet every day. Sometimes you carry on some of the things that, you know, the people that you meet do or say. And it's something that, like, that, like, you may not like it at the time, but it, it seems cool at the moment. But later on in life, like, you're, you're like, okay, this is not fun anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm doing this right. anymore, you know? Yeah. Like, right. And there's so right. many different people in the world that you learn from every individual person that you meet, regardless if, if you want to or not. And though, maybe some of those are, those are some of the things that you light on fire. Um, I mean, it could be good for you at that time of your life, at that point in your life. But later on down the road, it may or may not be good for you. And that's fine. That's totally fine, you know? Right. Right. It, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. And if things get too out of control, like you, 
you should understand that you have people around you that, you know, are there to help you put out some of that fire. Yeah. Like, but, but, you know, for the most part, you know, controllably light yourself on fire. Right. I mean, I mean, if you are super adventurous, you can light your whole, you can light your whole existence on fire. You can cause the California (laughs) wildfires. Right, 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 right. And you see what happens, you know, like, like, you know, but that's if you're super just adventurous, but but if not, you know, you, you can control it, right? Contain it. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people just, you know, um, that's what they fear. You know, the, the truest enemy is you. Right. Like, like every enemy that you have on the outside is, is, is really you just being a coward and not being able to, to, to face or challenge the truest enemy, which is yourself. Mm-hmm. Because that enemy you will you will never beat you you can only even out right? right we both play pool, so when you play the ghost you 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 can never beat the ghost right you can always just tie with the ghost, so it's like insane how you know p- because in people's minds like the whole winning and losing aspect is um uh well if i can't win i don't want to participate but it's like you're 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 missing the entire purpose of the experience you're you, because you're too busy you're too busy about winning and losing right you know um and like in life parents it's like don't worry about winning and losing now you have a child so now you have to be like far better and push yourself beyond your boundaries now to show your child like like what their limits are you know um i i read this saying one time so i have like maybe like four or five quotes that like stick with me through life one is when someone tells you you can't do something they're not showing you your limits they're showing you their limits. Yeah. And that's and that's so true. That is so true. It's a projection and like mm-hmm. obviously you're challenge you're trying to challenge yourself to do that. You're trying to challenge yourself in order to get there to make that your goal. But somebody shoots you down, they're like, "Okay, well you can't get there. Like don't do that." Whatever this and that. That's just them showing their lack of interest or their lack of you know influence to get there their lack Mm -hmm. of motivation and that can be very you know influential in some people like there was a point you know like I, I know that there was a point in my life too where like I had so many goals but so many people told me that you know you can't get there you can't get there but I was like, you know, like I, there were some that I listened to because like, I really valued some of these people in my life, but right. there were some yeah. that I, ne- that I never did because I was like, okay, well, who are you to me? <laughs> you know, like, well, I don't know you. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I was you mm-hmm. telling me that, you know, you don't know me. Um, but right. some of the most influential people can really cause a lot of, a lot of limits in your life can, can put those roadblocks in there for you. And sometimes yeah. later on in life, you have to 
you have to break down those walls that they put up for you. Um, even though you don't know that they directly did that to you, not like directly, but like, you don't know that they, they actually put that there for you. Like, I know I can get anywhere I, I want to be. If I put my mind to it, I will get there. And same with everybody on this entire planet. That should be the same way. But we live with so many people. We're surrounded by so many people that so many people can influence us, especially people, you know, like an empath being me. Like, I just want to connect with people. I just want to, you know, talk with people. I just really like respect people's opinions and where they've been and what they're going through. And sometimes that can really affect an opinion completely. Um, But sometimes it can really take over your life. I know that you gon' find your way.